I'm flying solo today on What's Up Welland, and I have not one, but two guests here to join me to talk about the Niagara Region Community Emergency Response Team, or more commonly known as CERT. Grant Durfee is the Emergency Management Program Specialist with the Niagara Region, and John Hoadley is a volunteer with the CERT team. Both gents are here to tell us about emergencies in the area, what happens when they crop up, and how this team of volunteers arrives, helps, brings a community back to a state of safety, security, and resilience. Instead of hearing me try to talk about what this team is, let's dive into the conversation with John and Grant right now and find out all about CERT. Today we are joined by Grant Durfee, Emergency Management Program Specialist, and John Hoadley, CERT Volunteer. Both gentlemen are here talking to us today about the Niagara Region Community Emergency Response Team. And before I get into any more rambling, let's get them introduced and let's get them talking because this is a program I think everyone should know about. And here we go. Grant, John, thank you for joining What's Up Welland. Welcome to the conversation. Awesome, Paul. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. So I said what the letters stand for, Community Emergency Response Team. Beyond that, what is CERT? Yeah, so CERT, it's it's a new program here in Niagara. I think the easiest way we try to describe it, if we boil CERT down to one sentence, it's a group of volunteers trained and equipped to assist Niagara in a disaster. Um, that's sort of our overall goal of CERT is should anything bad happen in Niagara, a uh, large-scale natural hazard, any type of, you know, explosions or any type of disaster, we have this trained pool of personnel within our community who are able to help us out anytime we need it. So, Grant, I was under the impression before we sat down today that CERT has been a presence in Niagara for a period of time, that this is something established. I mean, everything always grows and evolves and changes, but I thought this was something that has been here. And I just, before we clicked record, found out that you are in something of a pilot phase. This is something new to the area. Can you please tell me about that or tell our listeners about the phase you're in and what the ideal outcome is at the end of the day. Absolutely. So, sir, it's originally from the United States. It's a fairly big program south of the border. It had a presence in Canada after 9-11, but like a lot of things, funding dries up. So there really has been much of a CERT type of program anywhere in Canada for about the last two decades. So when we were, you know, this is just pre-COVID starting to go through, how are we going to work with volunteers in a disaster? We came up with the idea of, you know what? Walk on volunteers after disaster isn't the best. That's sort of take what we can learn from south of the border and change it, Canadianize it and modernize it um, to start a new team here in Niagara. So you're correct. This is brand new. We're less than a year old. John is one of the, the brave volunteers who signed up with no knowledge as to what the program was. Um, but we've had a great first year, tons of interest, tons of engagement, um, and are really looking forward to expanding on. And as far as I believe, we're the only CERT program currently active in Canada right now. Wow. I want to get into that some more, but John, as that first person to this team, to this group, what drew you to it, number one, and for other people like yourself who are going to hear this and think, hey, I've got some skills or I'm growing skills and this is right up my wheelhouse. Let me get on, let me get involved. Let me get on board with this. What brought you to CERT and how can other people join, sir? Well, uh, initially I found out about CERT on the region's website. I think I was looking up uh, what my garbage collection day was, and I saw an ad on the side there. Uh, so I looked into it a little bit more. I uh, heard about it on the radio news on the way home as well. 
Um, I have, uh, I've been a volunteer, uh, with uh, St. John Ambulance for 13 years. Uh, so I'm kind of, I like that kind of thing. And this seemed really interested and it was through the region run by the region. Um, and I liked the description that was on the website. It seemed interesting. It's some new training that I haven't had before. And, uh, they, uh, the, uh, post also said that food was provided, uh, during training. So I, there's, there's a few things you can do to get me anywhere. And that's one of them. So I applied, uh, went through, uh, an application process, an interview process. And I guess, um, I uh, made it through that, uh, that process. And then the training started and uh, I can, I can speak more about the training if you like, but that's, that's basically how I found out about CERT. So yes, I do want to hear more about the training. As far as volunteer recruitment goes, before people can even be trained, they have to be recruited. They have to sign up to volunteer. How can people sign up? Are you are you in the midst of looking for volunteers right now? Yeah, so we're hoping um, because of the recent election in the fall of our budgets were pushed back by a couple months. So we're hoping by the end of February to be opening back up for volunteers. We tend to recruit in cohorts rather than ongoing volunteers. It just makes it a lot easier to sort of group the trainings throughout the year. Um, in terms of people who can apply, so anyone who lives, works, or plays within Niagara Region over uh, 18 years of age is pretty much open to come to the team. We do have a couple requirements, so access to the internet, access to a vehicle to travel. Um, if you look on our website right now, you'll see there's some requirements around uh, standing and walking for long periods of time, being able to lift certain weights. We're currently looking at getting rid of those requirements to open the training up to more people. And to do that, we're looking at expanding out what the team does to allow people who can't necessarily stand or walk still have an ability to try out and join the team. Um, so we're trying to minimize the requirements, just over 18. If you're in Niagara, odds are you're probably good to join the team. Is the website the best place for people to go for information? And if so... What is that site? And we will put it in our uh, our show notes when we post. Absolutely. So it's just niagararegion.ca slash emergency. That has all of our cert information, as well as all of our preparedness information for local hazards and everything else people in Niagara need to know. Okay. That's an easy, easy website address. So what does cert actually do? Yes. So CERT's trained to be our personnel pool in a disaster, and it's meant to be a general resource team. So think of anywhere disaster where you just need people, we have CERT that can do that. It could be handing out supplies, it could be sandbagging, it could be knocking on doors, doing wellness checks. Uh, for the winter storm that we experienced over Christmas, our CERT volunteers were deployed Christmas Day, Boxing Day, and December 27th, staffing warming centers throughout the southern portion of the region. Um, we're also looking at training them on how to report damage after a large emergency. They also report things such as ice accumulation and snow accumulation around the region to give us that sort of better situational awareness for what different parts of the region are being impacted in different ways. Um, we're looking this year to really try to expand. We want to start bringing in more specific training around first aid instructors, possible drone operations, um, some possible vehicle um, and chainsaw operations, all things we're trying to work on um, just to expand the team. So after disaster, pretty much anything we need, we'll have a pool of people there that we can draw from to try to accomplish those tasks. So when a disaster occurs, at what point does CERT step in? Are you one of the first responders that get contacted in that you are there as soon as fire emergency um, police? Mm -hmm. Are you there? Are they the ones who are contacting you? How are you notified? When do you show up? 
And then once you show up, what does that look like as far as how long you get to be involved with something? Absolutely. I think that's one of the the hardest points to flush out when you're creating a new team from scratch is how does it all fit together? So CERT is run through Niagara Region Emergency Management. And we're called emergency management, but really we should be disaster management. Your your day-to-day 911 type emergencies, we don't tend to deal with those. We only step in when it is a true disaster. And the same is there for CERT as well. Um, you know, we, we hope that CERT isn't used more than a couple times a year because they're only meant to be deployed for those big disasters. So it's not the, you know, every 911 call CERT's deploying. Uh, the way it works, I'll use our, our past storm this Christmas for an example. Uh, once we established that, we were going to need warming centers. That was done through the uh, lower um, area municipalities in the south and our social services group. And once we knew that staffing was going to be an issue because it was 7 a.m. on Christmas morning when you're trying to get people, um, they came to us and said, we have a need for more people in a declared emergency, which that was. And as soon as that came to us in the emergency management team, we said, yes, this is something that matches what CERT can do. We put a call out to our CERT volunteers right away. And then I have to say they were great in signing up, uh, you know, Christmas morning, uh, ready to go for a, uh, for a response. And so really it's, once it's elevated to that disaster level, we actually do have a matrix where it has to be the incident scene commander or an emergency operations center commander has to request the team. And then if emergency management feels it meets the, you know, what the team is capable of doing, it meets their skill set well, then we'll okay that deployment and send the team out. So it's not something, you know, they're definitely not the first ones on scene unless, of course, the disaster hits their community. Then by all means, they're, they're able to start working right away, helping their neighbors, their friends, their family. But for the most most part, it's once it's escalated beyond your sort of standard 911 emergency, that's when we might start looking at getting CERT and other organizations involved. John, were you part of the group that was uh, deployed at Christmas time to the warming centers? Yes, I was. I was uh, at the Fort Erie uh, multi- uh, Sportsplex, uh, so I did a, a couple of shifts there, and uh, it was it was good. It was a good experience. Uh, it was it was it was a good experience. Uh, from start to finish. So it was kind of a, you know, we had, we had been trained in the deployment system, the text message, emails, phone calls that go out automatically to certain members. Um, so it was good to see that actually in action and be able to respond, uh, in real, a real life scenario that wasn't a complete, absolute, uh, chaotic disaster. It was kind of like a soft deployment. Uh, so it was, it was good experience there. Once I was at the warming center, wasn't a whole lot of people utilizing the warming center, but it was, it was nice to be there, you know, wearing the uh, the CERT uniform, representing the CERT unit as best I could, and then uh, did it a couple more times, and and that was that, so that was my first foray into the uh, into the world of a CERT volunteer in real life. So now both of you have been with the program for over a year at least. Are there times of the year when? being deployed is more challenging than others, either because of weather, because of availability, because of factors that I'm not even thinking of, that people may not even think about, but just proves challenges for you and you know to factor in certain workarounds to be able to get that uh, that emergency addressed. Yeah, I know, at least from you know our perspective in running and deploying the team, you know, two of the big ones you touched on, weather and time of year. We hit, we hit both of those on Christmas, of course. Difficult transport and difficult time of year. Um, overall, I think really the uh, the only you know issues we might have or capacities we might have is certs run by a very very small dedicated team of professional staff at the region, and so no no person has cert as their full time job. 
Um, I run CERT as part of my portfolio with Niagara Region Emergency Management. Um, there's only four of us on that team. So where we run into hard, some hardships is having the staff capacity to deploy and use the team as much as we might want to. Um, it's very easy if you only have four staff or two or three to be away at any given time, as I'm sure most people know. Um, so for us, that's one of the hard parts. So what we're, we're looking at doing is as we recruit over the next year or so and the team comes to maturity is training up more volunteers into leadership roles so then they can take on some more of those positions. Because um, right now, I think that in addition to, like you mentioned, the availability and the weather, that's one of our hard part is cert, uh, um, sorry, not cert capacity, staff capacity for cert um, to to uh, support the expansion of the team. So what I want to talk about most right now, Grant, is the conference you just came back from. So you're talking about the way that the team um, responds. You've talked about how they they grow and they change and they are one of the only teams right now in Ontario. So you just came back from a conference in Manitoba. Yes. What's the purpose of this conference? And certain Niagara having a presence there, what what does that mean for you now? What does that mean for you in the future? Just well, absolutely, yeah. So we just came back from the Manitoba Disaster Management Conference. It's in Winnipeg, so it's a, a Winnipeg conference in January. Always great time to go to Winnipeg. Uh, but it was a great conference. It's actually the largest disaster management conference in Canada. And I was invited to go and speak specifically about the Niagara Region approach to a CERT team. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning, CERT isn't new in the world, it's just new in Canada. And so they want us to talk about how did we modernize CERT, how did we Canadianize CERT, and what was our experience with it so far. The response we got was great. Uh, outside of the keynote speaker, it was the largest attended session throughout the entire conference. Um, there are multiple organizations, be it small community groups, rural municipalities, uh, and a couple universities, both within Manitoba and even a few here in Ontario as well, that are all very closely watching what CERT does and already wants us to come and talk to them about how they can start up their own CERT program. So I think as the effects of climate change and greater prevalence of disasters start to become known, we're going to see more and more interest in CERT teams throughout the community, both from the government level, but also from the community member as well, or a community member level, we're seeing a lot of interest in CERT teams. With, so you just mentioned climate change, with the, with the notion of responding to emergencies, you don't know what an emergency is until it happens. Is the idea with CERT to have as many subject matter experts, as many people, as many perspectives as possible on one team so that as, as climate change continues to play out, we don't know what that looks like. Is this team to be as nimble and, I, I guess, professionally stocked as possible to be able to successfully address an emergency whenever, however it uh, comes up? Absolutely. I think you really you know, hit it right on the head there in that we want a diverse team. You know, I don't want a team that's all, I used to be a paramedic. I don't want a team that's all 50 paramedics. I like paramedics, but when a disaster happens, that's one view and they'll be off working as a paramedic during it. So we want a wide group of volunteers on the team. Currently, we have some, you know, current and retired emergency services. We have some retired teachers. We have some engineers. We have a whole gambit of society. And it's good because not only does it give us a wide availability, it gives us those wide perspectives and that wide expertise. 
One thing we're looking at starting in 2023 is using some CERT members to help with some educational delivery. And we have a couple of retired teachers who we might tap to see if they can help us with that. So having that diverse skill sets really allows us to open up the team and not just have the emergency management staff function as subject matter experts. We now have experts in their own fields within CERT who can provide information to us about not only CERT and response, but also when we talk about preparedness messaging in general, emergency management messaging out to the public in general, well, CERT gives us a bit of a test bed where it might sound good to us as someone who lives and breathes this, but what about people who this isn't their daily job? So we can run some of that through CERT, get some feedback and get some ideas to really help us improve that overall messaging and preparedness we put out as well. Okay. I'm going to run with that for people who this isn't their daily job. And John, I'm going to throw this your way in that for for volunteers, for people who have that daily job, but are passionate about serving their community, have that skill set that falls in line with emergency response. What would you tell people as to why, based on your experience, based on, well, you've had a year of experience, why should people be a part of CERT? What's the, how can you sell CERT to people? <laughs> We're well, not going to judge you too hard, John, don't worry. <laughs> and I put you on the spot, so yeah, whatever sure. happens, happens. So uh, it's it's pretty flexible. Um like uh, Grant said, one of the challenges you run into is people's availability. This isn't their full-time thing, right? Uh, if you don't have much of a social life like myself, that's not a problem, <laughs> right? You can respond whenever. Uh, the training uh, was interesting. It was eight weeks, uh, eight Thursdays at the Niagara College, uh, Niagara Lake campus. And as uh, as many of your listeners, I'm sure, know, they have a fantastic culinary program. So that's where the great food came that's from. That's where the food came <laughs> from. Yeah, that's, that was a very, very big draw. Uh, in terms of, I mean, uh, my day-to-day nine-to-five uh, does not involve emergency response. I, I'm a designer and uh, photographer. Uh, it's not really something that, you know, I don't involve myself in emergency response. Uh, this was a change of pace. It's something different to do, right? You can, you have your nine-to-five that pays the bills, and then you have uh, options for volunteering. There's a variety of organizations you can volunteer with. Uh, CERT seemed interesting. It seemed uh, exciting. And uh, I figured, why not? The time commitment wasn't overwhelming, right? So it's it's not something that's going to monopolize all of your time. But it's it's and for someone looking to get into maybe uh, emergency services, it's it's good to see on the resume as well. And it can you, you can probably get a couple of good references out of it as well. So there's a number of selling points uh, that I would I would use to recommend cert to someone, even if it wasn't what they do all the time. So on the the joining cert front, Grant. What what does training look like? What they're trained when they become a volunteer. What does training look like after that? Once they are part of the team, how do you keep them current? What can someone expect from we've joined today on your next volunteer recruitment? You've got people. What does that first three months, six months, year look like? And then what does life look like afterwards? Absolutely. And I think what John hit on that one point of we try to be uh, cognizant that all of our people are volunteers. They have jobs, they have families, they have social lives. So when you first uh, join CERT, uh, what will happen is there'll be some online training that we'll get out of the way. That's sort of your your required training everyone has to do. Then there'll be an eight-session orientation training. We tend to do Thursday evenings. As John's mentioned, dinner provided. We know that's going to help get people in the door. Uh, we'll do eight Thursday evenings, and that's going to cover all of your basics. We'll go over team structure, team policies. We'll review some disaster medical training. We'll go through fire extinguisher training, some urban search and rescue training, a whole, a whole gambit of different topics. 
Once that's complete, we finish that with a mini exercise. We go to the safety village at Niagara College and essentially turn it into a mini disaster village. And the CERT volunteers have to come out and respond to a disaster there, sort of their, their proof of, of training. Uh, once that's done, they're all certified CERT members. And then the ongoing training, the only required training we do is two sessions a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. And that's it. That's required. Now, we do offer many other sessions throughout the year, but those are optional for volunteers. So, for example, this year, our spring training is going to be a field exercise. So our volunteers are just going to be told when it is, and they will get a text at that time as their notification and deploy out. And that will be our training for the spring. And then the fall training will probably be a more in-class review type training. Aside from those, the optional trainings we're providing, we're going to be uh, giving all of our volunteers emergency vehicle operator training. We have a support vehicle for the team. So if they want to be able to drive that, it's the exact same training our paramedics get. We're giving them safe talk, which is suicide recognition and intervention training. We're currently looking at some severe weather and damage assessment training. And we're paying for some of our volunteers to be certified as first aid instructors, both so then they can help train the other members of our team. But it's also a takeaway and a value add for them as a volunteer. They now have that skill set and that certification to take elsewhere in their life. So the real training requirements are pretty low, but then we augment that with other optional trainings um, throughout the year as people are interested and as they're available. Those optional trainings sound fascinating just in how flexible and how accommodating you can be for people's interests. And I mean, it's not hobbies that we're talking about. It's interests that will help our community, that will save lives. So the fact that you can be that flexible is, is pretty great. Gentlemen, we've, we've come to the end of the questions I had thought to ask. Are there any last details you can think that our community, our listeners should know about Niagara Region CERT? I think maybe just just one for me would be, you know, if you're interested, please check us out at niagararegionca slash emergency. Even if you're not interested in joining CERT, there's still really good resources around preparedness, the hazards in Niagara, how to make sure yourself and your family's prepared. So I encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, make sure you know those resources and the hazards in your area. And if interested, join on CERT and pay attention to the region's social media probably end of February for a possible announcement for our next recruitment session. Yeah, just speaking as a, as a volunteer, um, it's uh, the, the benefits of volunteering uh, extend to CERT as well. So there's uh, free training, uh, skills that you may not have had before that you can now develop uh, free, uh, as well as networking. So you're going to meet people that you had met before, had not met before, people you probably maybe not meet in the course of your normal day-to-day nine-to-five, right? So there's networking opportunities just like any volunteer organization as well. So I would definitely recommend it. Well, gentlemen, thank you both very much for being here for the conversation, but especially for being part of this team that helps so many people, so many, so many situations in our community. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you to Grant and John for bringing awareness of the Community Emergency Response Team to What's Up Welland and all of our listeners. Like many of the guests we've had on the show, CERT is driven by volunteers. CERT wouldn't be possible without volunteers. And I get a kick out of how many services exist in our area that are volunteer-based. CERT is on the cusp of going through another volunteer recruitment. So if you're someone who has that interest in community support and community engagement, if you're someone who appreciates safety and helping those in need, then this might be the group to volunteer for. More information is available 
at niagararegion.ca slash emergency. And as always, you know you can find any podcast information at engagewelland.ca slash podcast. Be sure to check out both links, check out our show notes for more information on the CERT program. And as always, we look forward to joining you week after week on What's Up Welland. Well